What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! Don't talk to my man like that. I like it when you like it. My, 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 my man. My, 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 my man. Don't talk to my man like that. I like it when you like it. My, 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 my man. My, 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 my man. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Do do do, and we back, and we back. Do do do. I know that that's Drake's kid. Don't talk to my man like that. Term was like, you're not gonna know this one. You, you, you it's gonna go way over your head. I don't think he gets that. <laughs> <laughs> Run it back. You need to Google that, that one. That last line went over your head and stuff. I saw a clip from the music video. There's a fucking video. And I, I, I don't enjoy seeing how it's like. It says Drake's raging. Drake's son's debut single. It's like, dude, it's jibber jabber. It's a fucking. It's jibber jabber. It's Google Gaga. It's also um, not a single. It's it's the the video is way longer. On the album, he ends one song with like 30 seconds of that. Oh, and he milked that for a vid. And they milked it. I see what he he's doing. He milked his son. Of <laughs> I see what he's doing. It's, uh, it's less about him, the artist, his, and more about uh, his son and the launching pad right. and his stomach disease that makes him not want to make music for a year. Or his son had to finish his milk to make that video. <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing out there? I'm enraged. We are back. I have not heard the Drake album yet. And but the video, I, uh, I mean, it goes without saying. More production value than anything we've ever done in our lives. Oh, you don't say. Drake's budget? No. Nah. Five-year-old. Um, Who's jibba-jabbering? It's nothing. There's nothing to it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I, you know, we've walked that line forever. It's like, are we trying too hard? Or should we be out here just going, my, 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 man? Also, to me, just kind of minimizes what you do for as a profession. To me, like, yeah, I'm going to have my kid do this. Like, uh, didn't Beyonce's daughter, like, win a fucking Grammy? Because yeah, so. she just had her jibba jabba on a thing. I think the Beyonce's daughter song is better than the Drake son song. I, I don't know. I don't know what. I know the Ma 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 Man thing. I don't know I the Drake Beyonce's. Drake son's got the fatter beat. You think he's got the juice? Beyonce's daughter's got you the fatter ass. You think he's got the ass. milk? <laughs> um, Beyonce's daughter's got some milk. Um, we are. Oh, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> we have an announcement that we should probably just get out of the way real quick. This get it a, out the way. This is a soft announcement. This is a special, exclusive. I'm hard, but this is a soft announcement. Only for the podcast listeners so far because it hasn't been publicized yet. We have three more shows booked. Three. Count them three. We have been teasing. We have been milking, if you will, for a couple of weeks that we're trying to get out to. The Pacific Northwest. And guess what? We fucking did it. Pacific North. I'm going to say right now, three is going to play a big role in today's episode. Three? It's a special episode today. Okay. I have three obits ready for later. So count it, pun intended. (laughs) Uh, Three shows. Portland, Seattle, which is last. But I'm saving the best for last, which is the middle show. Oh, drum roll, please. This, the sound effect is all fucked up. The sound effect's all fucked up, though. Vancouver, we are returning after 
four and a half years to the lovely authoritative country of Canada. <laughs> Can't wait. Nazis salute. They they like they had a Nazi in their parliament, and then we knew that was our signal. We're like, hell yeah! <laughs> they want us back. So yeah! I'm, I'm there. Uh, so this is in December. It's a little less than two months away, and the ticket links are coming very soon. <laughs> I can finally go home. I wasn't really listening. I don't think Term said the dates, but it's December. I did not. Seventh in Portland, Oregon. December seventh, Portland. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! At the Star Theater. And then we're in Vancouver on December 9th. That's a Saturday night. December 9th, Vancouver's And the... The Astoria. Astoria. Yes. And then the uh, the Sunday show, December 10th. We're Sunday, back, Sunday, back Sunday. at the High Dive. It's where we were on the um, the tour with Jarv last year. Hell yeah. The it same venue. We're planning. They were happy to have us. That was like the, the first one that was like, yeah, we'll have you guys. And they had the availability. So we had... Why don't I remember we, that We were night. starting with... Um, the Vancouver goal, but while we're in the area, we were able to tack on Seattle and Portland took forever. Like they're just booked <laughs> up, you know. It's a big city, forever. and we're trying to book shows on short notice. Everyone's so, trying to get robbed. Uh, <laughs> so we had uh, we had a hard time reaching out to like our standard uh, list of venues, and they were all just booked up or didn't respond or whatever. And then we finally struck no gold with the homies. Star Theater though, fuck yeah, yeah. struck gold on a fucking Thursday. You guys better be there. Um, if Thursday in Portland is going to snap, dude. It's going to be crazy. Thursday is fine. Someone in Portland. We were trying. To, I actually like that. Snap. I like that because it's not like it's not it's not terrible, but it's not a short drive between Portland and Vancouver. And even though I'd like to have a show on the Friday, maybe we pick one up somewhere. But uh, to have that the day to get farther, you never know what happens at the border. Oh, totally. Border fucking takes forever for no reason. Totally. And now we're late for our show, so we have the the buffer room, and I think that's honestly the best case scenario. So. The three cities we were working on for like the last month, uh, we got all three. Portland was we'll seemingly right. impossible. We never bring we anything. It. I'll have a backpack full of boosters. They'll let us right in. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. We're going back to Canada. We haven't been to Vancouver in five years. It's got to be five years. Yeah. We haven't been to Canada in about four, four and a half. But that was Toronto. And that's on our wish list too. It's just we only have so much runway before the end of the year. So the uh, the goal for Ontario is just kind of getting rolled over to spring, yeah. and um, that's definitely uh, next on it's our not list. Even a goal. It's we're just oh, it's happening. Happen. It was we'll a goal for we'll before the end of this year, but we were talking with our guys, and it was like we didn't think we could pull off both Canadian cities in the next couple of months. Short notice. We want time to promote too. So especially Toronto, when we do make it back, we want to make it a big weekend event. So we want to, I don't know, not be challenging a bunch of other holds and, and shit to, yeah. to get the show we want where we want on the day we want. But uh, yeah, I feel good about that. And I hope that just keeps rolling on into next year, being able to book some extra stuff in our some of our best markets. Seattle, Vancouver, Portland, some of our best markets. And I'm going off five-year-old memories for Vancouver, but I think it's going to be great. So last time we were there, uh, Bacon... That show with the two that's the, the last one I remember meth face and ogre head. <laughs> oh, was that their names? Ogre head. <laughs> I think I swapped the face and the head, but oh, uh, man. close enough. No, it wasn't meth head. You would have said no. It was meth something. <laughs> he was on meth, dude. Ogre face for sure. We watched him crush it and do it in the green room. We watched that guy <laughs> have a the face of an ogre. There will be meth. Um, so yeah, we wanted to let y'all know, stay tuned for the ticket links. As soon as those come out, if you're able to attend these shows, <laughs> grab tickets <laughs> so funny. as soon as you can. This is like the security guys who were threatening, who were offering to beat up the promoter for us. Yeah. I mean, the guy who hired them, we almost let him. <laughs> this guy was annoying for a while. Good times. Yeah. <clears throat> um, rest so in peace. Oh, that's right. We lost bacon. dude. We did God lose bacon. It. 
Yeah, it, as much as he was kind of annoying that night, he was also like good it was like a like a endearing for lack of a better word. Like he was such a big fan, he was kind of annoying. Yeah, which well, is like all, you appreciate the fan, you know. We, we all slept the whole way there, so we woke up to bacon like knocking on the and it was like the, we were in the alleyway. It was like the Walking Dead. It was all just <laughs> Vancouver homeless. Yeah, it was. It was like you want to talk about Meth Central. It was just bums fatality mode drifting up right. the street like their feet weren't moving they were just gliding through puddle water also our fans <laughs> i signed someone's syringe. so we woke up there um and then yeah with like the most eager excited like before i even got out of the van i could hear him saying like i can't believe my favorite fucking rappers in the world are about to step out of this van right now and i was like dude i'm gonna wait for 14 i just seconds. woke up hold on dude <laughs> I'm not excited. Um, so that's big news. And as long as we're announcing things, uh, I never did find that drum roll, did I? Kill. No. <laughs> Where'd I put it? <laughs> oh, that one sucks. I gotta <laughs> fix it? that one. It's supposed to sound better than that. Peewee letting the air out of a balloon. <laughs> uh, we got ourselves a wigger fight, dude. So let's back this up. Back to the summer when we were still hopefully, like we were waiting for a Skankfest invite. We didn't know if we were going to get one. Right. Begging, pleading. But um, you said behind the scenes, off mic, you were like, dude, I want to challenge Crack Amico to a fight. That'll get us on there. Yeah. And then that was before he booked a fight. You know, it's it's like this right. uh, series of events where we were like, shit, you know what could get us a little attention here? Let's start some shit. I was just salty that he clearly has replaced us as the resident rapper. For He's the, the in-house skanks. rapper. There was a contest I was involved with uh, like a year and a half, two years ago for the Crack Amico contest. They the, the, created the, their own character on the show and had a contest for who gets to be that character. And Crack, overwhelmingly. Uh, oh, I give him nothing but flowers. Has earned yeah. that that moniker. He was being uh, polite. I don't, I don't debate that in any way, shape, or form. When we were talking with him at the <clears throat> Thursday pre-party at Skankfest, he was saying like, you know, that he was worried about me. You know, he's like, I, I got this competition, but when I saw Acumenal's thing, I was like, well, he's pretty good. And I was like, dude, shut up. Like, you took that ball and ran with it unlike I ever could have. I never could. He's still yeah. two years later he cranking out songs, and it's fucking like he fits the role so well. personified. But either way, we're like, well, we want to be rappers at Skankfest, and right. if, it's, if they're one or the other dude, let's fight it out. So Term was like, <laughs> I should call him out. If they're not going to let me play, can I fight the guy <laughs> that took my who job? has replaced me, um, rightfully so? So a few weeks after you said that, <clears throat> just to me. It was also before I knew they weren't allowed to box in Vegas. Right. So yeah. Then they put together the boxing, and I saw that Crack Amico and Dylan, who's one of the employees at like the um, the production, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He network for the skanks. the network, yeah, just beyond Gas the digital, yes. So they were just yeah, a lot of the employees they they're on the like undercard of fights that involve Lewis and whatever. So Crack Amico and Dylan is one, and then yes, I guess they couldn't do their standard boxing in Nevada this year, so that's what uh, why you were doing kickboxing and whatever they were calling it karate, right? Uh, they decided to still have Ellis Mania, but just to move all of the boxing stuff to Florida in November. So there's this other event now in November called the Carnival, Carnival of Combat. And that's where they moved the Crack and Dylan fight to, and Lewis from Skanks has a fight too, and he's going to be at the you know the main event there. So they had to move like the some boxing events away from Skankfest and just have their own event. Right, where uh, all things are allowed. And then last Florida. week... Yeah, I think we uh, we had just found out either after the show or after we were working on some music shit last week. I guess the Crack Amico and Dylan fight is off, or or Dylan pulled out, or he whatever. Uh, so you right. again, you were thinking, no one should is I call him out now? Dylan punked out. 
but Dylan so, took a gig on the same night as the fights. That's what happened. Yes. First of all, we have a gig. That, that how lucrative that. <laughs> is a, is whatever gig Dylan is taking? Second of all, he wow. knew the date of the fights for months. Now it's like your team cracking me because you're throwing all this Dylan shade there. I like. mean, <laughs> am I lying? So we, uh, or you said to me again, like, fuck. Well, if now Crack doesn't have an opponent, should I call him out now right. for the Florida events? Because we actually have a, f- a show 30 minutes from the Carnival of Combat. Uh, on November fourth in November Bradenton, 4th, we Oscura have, in Bradenton. We're playing Tickets that night. Tickets on sale now. But he, I, I told you, I'm like, just because Crack needs an opponent or whatever, I'm like, I don't think he'd oh, be he thrilled about exactly. I don't you think don't he want this. He won't smoke. You want smoke? You want smoke? But I was like, I, I seriously think like it's not a good match or like your uh, your skill is right. beyond. I asked his. Lewis. I said I'll fight Crack, and he said that. Uh, he said that we shouldn't do that. I'll, yeah. say, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, I don't want to throw nobody under any haymaker buses. But here, in less but. than 24 hours, we're taking forever to get to the point here. Uh, Term booked himself a fight at the Carnival of Combat in place of now what's not on the bill, the Kraken. They're going to try and do that on Skinks uh, before they go to Florida. Okay. Uh, Dylan versus Crack. That still um, is going to happen, but uh, there was an opening on like this actual... They, they still needed a replacement fight on the card, mm-hmm. and I threw my hat in the ring, and Lewis said, we'll try and find you somebody. So they found somebody pretty quick. Right. He came back and asked me if I would fight Drew uh, from the Do-Rag and the Deer Tag who uh, we were we were kind of being friendly with at the, the festival. We caught we saw, their podcast with the dad bod. It was a highlight. It was show. funny as hell. Hilarious. Really cool dudes. They gave us do-rags. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave everybody do-rags. Right. But us first. <laughs> we had them going <laughs> we in there. We were among the first <laughs> to receive do-rags. And yeah, me and Drew were chopping it up in the green room about he he does Muay Thai. He's been training for a couple years. He did a smoker back in Philly. So already it <clears> sounds <throat> like a, a more fair matchup, you and him. Right. You guys have a similar experience. And now this isn't. Muay Thai. This is boxing. So you we guys asked, both have the same disadvantage of right. you don't train just boxing more than you train, you know, the whole. We have habits yeah. that don't exactly uh, translate to boxing, but we both have them. So it's it's uh, even ground. We asked if we can do Muay Thai and they, I don't, you might need to get a, like a permit for certain types of combat or whatever. I think they just, yeah. either they have one just for boxing or they just want to keep it straight boxing. Either way, we're like, we'll do whatever's clever. Just if we can... We're down to wear shin guards. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just going to be straight boxing. Uh, so that's dope. Is that <clears throat> is that technically the first fight of like the, the, the main card, if you will? Of this I thing? asked if we can do it as early. As, so long as I can be out by 6 p.m., we have to go over to Bradenton, which is like a half hour away. Right. This is a bang, bang. We have to go. Now, Term's got a fight booked bang, in bang, St. Drew, Pete. Then go play a show. Pause. Um, so yeah, we're good. Just don't get your jaw broken or nothing, dude. You got to knock this dude out. Yeah, I ain't get my jaw broken. That'd be great though. And knowing Term, he's a trooper. He'd probably get his jaw broken and still try and I'll rap do all this show. What am I, a bitch? <laughs> um, so that's I, cool. I we got a very show full day. I pulled tooth a couple of years ago. That's what I was saying. That's like, I don't know if I would have done that. I would have been like, we're just, I, I would have tapped out. I can like, I'm on painkillers and I'm in pain. <clears throat> through the wire, baby. <laughs> Um, so nah, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, how do you feel about the the like billing sh- of Wigger fight? I was telling this dude in my gym how I'm uh, I've been now uh, the replacement for the Wigger fight. And every time I said Wigger, he was like wincing. He was just like, it's tough. Ah, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, even worse was watching them promote it and having to put an asterisk on the eye as if it's like it's just how social media works. I know, it's sad, it's sad stuff. Um, but that's cool. You got to fight. <laughs> you would think it's the G G R G G E R that you have to do something about 
Yeah, but you still got to like convey what word we're censoring, you right. know? <laughs> the window. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the Uyghurs, a couple Chinese Muslims. So I guess fight. technically, I mean, I don't know if we're promoting this so much as like a get tickets to both. Go to that and then come see our show because we're going to have to like uh, miss the main events of the fights to go perform our show. And then maybe we can link up. It should up with all the- be over. We should play around nine. Yeah. It should be all over by like eight or something. Well, maybe we cruise back and get a hotel in St. Pete that night. And if they're doing like an after party hang or anything, right. we could let our handful of St. Pete fans know. I'll uh, be trying to rally. Uh, my plan is to win. Uh, oh, you don't say. <laughs> my plan is to be victorious <laughs> in spectacular fashion, then give a Logan Paul fucking caliber post-fight interview where I r- invite everyone over to Oscura and Bradenton. Yeah, do that. You got to promote our show with your victory speech. And then so everybody leaves the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah, Conor McGregor, show. sign the f- contract. Um, yeah, I saw a clip of that. It'll but, be fun, though. So did you see the Logan Paul fight? Uh, no, it was way earlier than I thought it was going to be, but yeah. either way, Instagram I was watching a, a killer UFC card. Twitter, it's like, I, I must have clicked one thing, and because after that it was just, I've seen so much like Dylan Dennis tweets and all the trolling bullshit, and I'm just like, I don't care. I think at a certain point I even clicked the ellipses. I was like, "Don't much, show me this one anymore." How much they make you care? Yeah. Um, how much you you kind of get like manipulated into caring against your own will nowadays about everything? So yeah, I've got uh, terms future victory speech from the Carnival of Combat. This was, right so, here. so this is what I turned it on in time to catch. I saw someone post about how Dylan Dennis was embarrassing and I was like was it already happened and then I pulled it up and caught this post fight garbage it must do it's just seeing the lead up all of that that like I don't know just uh cyber bullying for lack of a better word it's just like it was just like a as Patrice would say an undude thing but the it's all in, it's all in the undude. name of masculinity and like, I'm gonna kill it. him and it's like dude you're chicks you're acting like women on social media um then, but anyways then like uh Logan Paul at the at the weigh-ins and the face-offs, he brought Gordon Ryan, who's like a world champion jujitsu guy. Yeah, and he like brought Gordon Ryan and and like out loud said like I got Gordon Ryan to protect me. He's like a, he's a grown man who's pretending to be a professional fighter, talking about how I got someone else to protect me. And then his win, none was, of it makes I guess, any by sense. like a DQ. By DQ, he beats Dylan Dennis. Dylan who Dennis. is this guy? Back it up for me. Dylan Dennis is... Um, is he just an he's influencer? A, he's an MMA fighter. He's okay. widely disliked because of his... Um, he was an old training partner with Conor McGregor. He's just an unlikable guy. Spends a lot of time talking shit on social media. He oh, fought, I saw that part. He fought in Bellator. Didn't have um, the most spectacular career. Um, I don't think he's fought in... Oh, I think we were in Vancouver... You know, before the last time Dylan Dennis fought, yeah, <clears throat> uh, he's just constantly taking L's. A couple of years ago, he got choked out by a security guard at a at a at a bar somewhere. It's on video. And uh, you know, when uh, Khabib after the McGregor fight, Khabib like jumped over the fence. I'm pretty sure he was going at Dylan Dennis. He threw that like fucking flying kick, really, at Dylan Dennis. Okay, I didn't um, know that. The whole and this is what I was saying, like to to give some credit to the Paul brothers. I was saying this the other day. It's like the one thing I can say about them, other than like you know they get they get their bag is you know whatever good for them. Yeah, um, that's what I would, they get their bag or whatever. <laughs> they make a bunch of money by like trolling the world, and good for them. That's fine. 
God, we got that's what we got to do. They have like successfully forayed whatever their YouTube thing into a multi-million dollar like boxing endeavor. You're next, dude. It starts at King Fest, then it moves to the Carnival of Combat. Next thing you know, you're gonna be fighting Jake Paul. <sighs> Fight Jake Paul. And um, you scared? But what what I the credit I gotta give them is that they do every time. Uh, seemingly like by design a little bit. They they bring the MMA community together. They always fight an, a retired MMA fighter. And whether that MMA fighter is liked, <clears throat> embraced by the MMA community, or completely hated, in that uh, in that scenario against the Paul brother, suddenly the MMA community rallies behind them. So they succeeded in the past couple weeks into getting the entire MMA community who... Otherwise, can't stand Dylan Danis to rally behind him. I think that's nice that they bring the MMA world together. Yeah. Um, but Dylan Danis is like he's he's a widely hated dude. Uh, well, so is Logan Paul. After hearing, I only heard like twenty seconds of this, but but yeah, the guy the guy beats Dylan Danis of all people. No, it sounds like Dylan Danis beat himself. He's by a like grappler. Doing he a- won by DQ. Right. And then he pretends like he, every time these motherfuckers win a boxing fight, they act like they just knocked out Mike Tyson. It drives me nuts. <laughs> With the fucking motivational speech. I want to give a shout out to my team, my family, everyone who helped me, man. This camp was so hard dealing with the guy. So hard, this camp. He did not have to have a camp to beat Dylan Danis in a boxing match. Right. They started doing like messages. Like, he could have gotten all the the kids. To all the kids out there. You, anything you put your mind to, you but could beat Dylan Danis in a boxing match. I want match. to give a thanks to the most important woman in my life, next to my mother, of course. He's standing next to his mom. Fiance. And he gives this heartfelt thanks to his dumb fiance who's not even there. She was there two seconds ago. I was no, watching. She's there. But now she's nowhere to be found. Yeah, now when he's shouting her out. I love you so much. Who cares? There's a million people in the boxing ring. Heart and soul. I can't wait to start Stand a by with you. Stand by your Live the rest of my life with you. And I got a message for anyone going through some shit. Because these past two months have not been easy. Sometimes the devil will make his way into your life. What are you People talking you about? Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Shut up. <laughs> But you rely on your support system. You believe in yourself and your character. You trust the people around you and you be resilient. This is not a real fight. You be fucking resilient. And no amount of darkness can overtake you, I promise. No amount of darkness can overtake you. You too can get in the ring and beat a guy with a zero and zero record. (laughs) Fucking, it it just drives me nuts. I hate it. Jake Paul's right behind him. He's like, talk to him. Gassing him up. Talk to him, bro. All this learned (laughs) behavior. All of this is learned behavior. I've watched TV my whole life and now I'm mimicking what real accomplished people did. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your loved ones. You Stand up for your loved ones. You know what I'm saying, bro? Ugh. Dylan been out here whining, talking down on my fiance and shit. You do what I did tonight, and you eliminate <laughs> that bitch from your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot, too. It's awful, dude. Logan, after everything you did, it's my face is so red. Eliminate <laughs> that from your life. It's embarrassing. Please do this on November 4th. I'm going to expect this. I couldn't do this if I tried. I couldn't conjure this fake energy. Up. Yeah, terms accepted or uh, victory speech is just going to be like, uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks. But uh, besides that. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Lewis. Thanks for putting this on. Yeah, keep keep going. Talk to him. <laughs> and we're playing a show out in Bradenton uh, like three hours from now. Everybody's invited. Oscura. Keep going. Whatever. Talk to him. <laughs> the hard work never stops. That's my coach's motto. I like to say it every time that I do something physical. It was the only way to attack this fight without emotion, trying to kill him, trying to be aggressive. But I mean, damn, he called himself a real fighter. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, real fighter? Real- hey, Conor McGregor. 
You see that? And then this. I took your bitch, put him on a leash, you took him for a walk. Who's the real fighter now, bro? Your bitch. Dylan Dennis is like a peripheral friend of Conor McGregor's. I took your dog for a walk. <laughs> he he shit on on your lawn. I didn't even pick it up. I didn't even pick up the duties. I didn't even pick up your duties, Conor. I brought the little bags with it. I didn't even pick up the duties. I ain't wasting a bag on your lawn, Conor. Talked about MMA. Do you have any interest in rematching him in MMA? If Dylan pays me his whole purse like he agreed, I'll agree to my thing and I'll do him in MMA as well. But like he saw, he stuffed the takedown. He couldn't yeah. choke me out. But I'll be honest, this is a hobby Stop for me. Dude, it's a lot my different. Uh, first of all, Dylan Dan is shooting that. for two takedowns. Now he's saying, I'll be honest, this is a hobby for me. But a second ago, it's just like, I can do anything. Anything you put your mind to, kids, when the devil comes in your, in your face, and you can wipe it off. <laughs> but this is actually, I'm not even taking it that seriously. It's just kind of a little extracurricular no, you don't for you, get boy. to have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> True passion, y'all know it. I'm a WWE superstar, so I'm going to be back in the WWE. There are he's in WWE? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's where he belongs. Of course. With the acting fighting, you he's know. He's a roided professional wrestler, and good for him. Chips there, I want to get. I got my eye on something. I got my eye on someone. I'm an American. Now he's gonna call boy. out Ray Mysterio. It's like, what is this? Ray Mysterio. Are you in a pro wrestling thing right now, you. or did you actually just play? Did you actually participate in an actual combat sport right now? Well, this is the eyes. This is his moment to promote anything, and his mm -hmm. next thing is probably going back to WWE and trying to get a big fight what there. So, yeah, I guess. I ain't mad at him for that. It's cringy and corny. This guy with like a, a fucking two and two boxing record. So he got never do. fought other than he did fight Floyd Mayweather, but it was like an exhibition. Floyd Mayweather like knocked him out at one point and then held him up because yeah. it that wasn't supposed to happen. Once, brother, and I'm coming for that U.S. championship. Let's go. He's also wow, okay. like twice Floyd Mayweather's size. <laughs> Did I miss uh, yeah. Jake Paul yelling, sign the contract to Conor McGregor? That was the worst part to me. Yeah, probably. That I was, was saying. Hysterical. Uh, he, he's dying to be on the mic as well. Just like, I know it's sign my brother's the contract, boy. It's like, you guys have not earned the right to say that to anyone. I know Conor McGregor has his flaws, his foibles. He's kind of an embarrassment himself, but he is a legitimate, bona fide world champion fighter. Can you please beat the brakes off Drew Montana in Florida <laughs> and then call out Conor McGregor, please? <laughs> please for me, do it. Now, me and Drew have been very like, uh, we've been like DMing and- No, I do, you're falling right into his trap. A am I? Yeah, he's trying to- That's what I've been wondering. Are they gonna go on their fucking <laughs> show? Is Naeem gonna gas him up and they're gonna suddenly talk shit about me? Unbenown? Yeah, dude, he's gonna. Because uh, we're being very friendly right now. I don't know what I'm walking you, into. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be prepared for war, dude. <laughs> Can I be in your corner? Naeem's gonna be in his corner, probably. Can I be like the guy that, that's yelling shit that you're not listening to? Yeah, come fucking like uh, rub my shoulders while I'm gladly, in the corner for sure. I'll give you a little, a little. Hiddly diddly. I would like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a little my clit shorts rub. open, pour a little water down on my dick. <laughs> I've seen them do that before. Um, that would be sick because I hope that I'm still like right down there for your fight. Yeah. But let me just stand up there on the ropes and be like, talk to him, kill him. <laughs> now I'm going to beat Drew and then I'm going to call out Lewis for putting K on the poster. Do it. It's term. <laughs> <laughs> me with my initial is is the opposite of Lewis with right. his initial. <laughs> forget the K, bitch. Please forget the K. <laughs> Please. All right. Uh, that's plenty of that. Let's see. It'll be fun, though. We're going to have a good time. November 4th, St. Petersburg, Terms Fighting, and then just down the street, we're performing. Palmer Squares and Dale and the Z-Dubs at Oscura in Bradenton. 
Uh, it's all part of our little Florida run. You'll hear the rest of the shows at the end tickets of uh, the show. Tickets for both on sale now. Yep. Um, you can get tickets for the fights at carnivalofcombat.com. And if you use the promo code GOMEZ20, you can get 20% off. The hardest part is going to be leaving shortly after I, the I was fight. Because all the, the bigger fights are coming up. I know. Uh, I was just texting with Lewis. Uh, like but we have I am to very leave. bummed that yeah. we have to leave before it's over. I think we should just, you know, do our show, hang with our fans for a little bit, and then cruise back and see if they're doing some other shit. If not, either no, way, I'm trying it's to like, rally everyone there over to the show. It'll be over by the time we play. Oh, let, even better. We don't have to drive 30 minutes after the show. I can get drunk. Let's try and get Team Rattlesnake, Team Butterly, everyone over. Please. I mean, our show will be done by then, too, but let's figure out like an after party in Florida or something where fans can come with. Uh, stay tuned for more on that, and let's do it. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. It is with great sadness that I saw WGN News report at my grandpa's house last night that Three's Company star Suzanne Summers. See, I'm from a different generation where I had a crush on her as the mom in Step by Step. I had a crush on her as Suzanne Summers in that shitty comedy movie with Heather Graham and that guy from what? American Pie. Oh, I can, I can like see it. What yeah, is, bad movie. What's it called? But he was like obsessed with her in that movie. He like whacked off to Suzanne Summers all the time. Short song. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let it play. What was that stupid? I used movie to watch called? a lot of Step by Step. I think it was one of my favorite shows when I was like eight years old. I'm gonna go to Heather Graham's IMDb. That's the fastest way to do. Man, this. I remember when I was watching Step by Step, or like in the the era where that was on TV, and there was a uh, what was the like the stoner dude? Was it JD or DJ? I think it's step JD. By step? Yeah. Never seen one second of that show. Missing out. Um, but it was like the. Say it isn't so. I remember. Really I saw stupid comedy movie. One time my mom was watching Oprah or Maury or something like that, and JD from Step by Step, who was like, I thought he was cool because he was like, What's all the? He's like the surfer What's guy. All the? I thought that was so cool. <laughs> Just sound like a stoner. Someday I'm going to be a him. dumb burnout too. Is it JD? JD Step by Step? Because it's something like that. McNugent. No, where's the fucking... See, now you're getting Say It Isn't So. Where's the fucking cast list? All right, well, it's something like that. I got to find this guy's name. Got to say, even... JT. At the end of her 76-year life, 76 years, 364 days, today is Suzanne Summer's 77th birthday. We're going, I'm not pulling up for that. I'm going to wish her a happy it's birthday. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I like to think that as like a vain Hollywood actress, she was like, if I die today, I'll have died at 76. Right, but we all know you're 77. <laughs> you're a day shot. But still, pretty hot, pretty bona fide hot 76-year-old lady, if I, I do say so myself. I would now, days after. She's still a little warm. There's got to be some old, <laughs> old warmth in there. I thought she was such a like hot older lady when I was a kid. And, of course. Uh, my, the end of my story is that Gorgeous. I thought JT was like this, oh, what a cool guy. Like I'm a kid, and when I see, you know, like when you're eight, 
and you see like a 15 year old to them, you know, they may as well be 35 do i they're there <laughs> boy do i but it's like they're they're all adults to me because i'm such a young kid you right. know so i don't even realize that their kids still i'm looking i'm talking about like a, a right. 16 year olds but anyways allison shoeblind showed us her pussy <clears throat> when she was probably like 14 but to me it was like r.i.p <laughs> to me there was nothing pedotastic about that um I, st- I still see nothing pedo about that, but I still see it in my head with my ten-year-old eyes. My mom was watching. I think it was Oprah one day, or one of those like Jerry Spring, not Springer, but it was like a Maury Oprah type show. And JT was doing like a like like a Zoom call basically from prison, where he was in there for like beating the shit out of his pregnant girlfriend in Jesus. real life. And yeah, that was like one of those moments where like life hits you too early. And I was like, wait, my my mom like explained to me. I was like. Well, why is he in jail? And she had to be like, well, apparently he, he beat up his girlfriend and she was pregnant. Apparently I'm like, somebody I'm, I'm doesn't eight. listen. I'm not ready for to learn this about JT, my hero. Man. Um, so yeah, real piece of crap. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while. Bully. <laughs> Bully. Uh, anyways, I guess uh, I really made it about JT and less about Suzanne Summers, but um, we all grew up watching her. No, she was a hottie. For sure. Bonafide. Um, and... As I as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, three this company plays a big role in today's episode. Three right. shows in the Pacific Northwest. Suzanne Summers, star of Three's Company. Uh, we hardly knew ye. Yeah, I believe it was some form of cancer. It says here she was first diagnosed in 2000 and had previously battled skin cancer. Summers faced some backlash for her reliance on what she's described as a chemical-free and organic lifestyle to combat the cancers. Right. Uh, one of these God types. Uh, she argued against the use of chemotherapy in books and on platforms like The Oprah Show and drew criticism from the American Cancer Society. Uh-huh, but that's not... Was it skin cancer that... Uh, it was breast. Breast cancer, yeah. Uh, well, R.I.P. Cancer in those luscious titties of hers. Do you have a... Uh, I would love to suck the cancer right out of her <laughs> living tits. Do you have uh, a song set up for whoever's next? I do have a song set up for the next guy. Let's go. This week we also bid farewell to a legend director of the horror genre, Anthony Hickox, director of Hellraiser 3. Hellraiser 3. Let's go. Hellraiser 3. I caught the three. I got it. <laughs> okay. Also, we lost another horror director icon. Jeff Burr, director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I was about to say the original? The third one. So it's only the third directors. Only directors of the third. Not best installment. Yeah, I don't think I ever went on with the sequels of Hellraiser. I really barely remember the original. I barely remember it. However, I did watch the the reboot on Hulu last year, and I thought it was kind of good. Oh yeah, they did one with a chick, and there everyone was, was like all up in arms. It was it was okay. I thought it was like Hellraiser or not. I thought it was like a decent horror movie. I was just like, all right. The, isn't the character Hellraiser like not a man or a woman? It's some sort of monster realm. Yeah, there's like, and there's more than some just androgynous demon, even though it was played by a man. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it, they were like doing the franchise a disservice by casting a lady. Uh, I, and yeah, I know that's like a, a modern trope of like switch Ghostbusters with chicks now and stuff. But no, that that wasn't. I didn't feel that way about. She's the like Hellraiser, Hellraiser but with yeah. way better tits. 
Did, did you see tits on Hellraiser in the new one? Uh, I don't remember. I really like, don't remember a lot of stuff in, in detail. But I remember watching that movie and thinking, like, they're doing horror decently well. This isn't a complete waste of my time. Right. Yeah. It's like my when I was a kid, my justification for watching, like, tranny porn. Extra <laughs> set of tits. What's wrong with that? So what? how do you justify it now? <laughs> Extra set of tits. <laughs> Same as it ever was. <laughs> um, Extra cock. Who doesn't want that? Director of Hellraiser 3, director of Chainsaw 3, R.I.P. Yes. yes. All right. And then we got, wait for this. Um, is there like a song from it? There's got to be a song from it. We're already doing Hellraiser. Are you alluding to the next one? Oh, here we go. Yeah, dude, the theme. Huge R.I.P. Most significant R.I.P., might I say. Well, it's up there with Suzanne. But I whacked off to Suzanne Summers once or twice. Yeah. Just like Three's Company stills. <laughs> it's possible, you guys. R.I.P. to three-time Academy Award nominee Piper Laurie, known for playing Carrie's mom in the original Carrie. Uh... Uh, nomination for 1961's The Hustler alongside Paul Newman and for the 80s film Children of a Lesser God which I watched on the airplane home from Europe last year pretty good movie pretty decent three time Oscar winner winner? or nominee nominee yeah three times did she win for any of those? I don't think so Usually when they say three-time nominee, that means zero-time winner. Or else they would just say <laughs> of Oscar winner, Piper yeah. Laurie. Um, yeah, One you, win overshadows ten nominations, you know? I've seen The Hustler. I've seen Carrie. I have not seen Children of a Lesser God. I've seen all of Twin Peaks as well. Remember, uh, I wouldn't I would have never been able to call that, though. But like, oh, yeah, the mom. That was Piper Laurie. Carrie? No, in Twin Peaks. Or... Um, her role in Twin Peaks. I've right. seen all of those, and I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. She also know. played a Japanese man on Twin Peaks. Remember that? <laughs> oh, no, I remember. <laughs> um, okay, <clears throat> I still have one more up. The God. Can you play like uh, a? Can you play like Cowboy by Kid Rock or something like something <laughs> like that? Play with the drop top down <laughs> and the sunshine shining, <laughs> Cowboy baby. Radio. <laughs> From a mile away. Who needs radio? <laughs> Cow ing boy ing. Here we go. Last one. We got Walt Garrison. And check this out. Didn't plan for this, but the article I'm looking at a cowboy three times over. Three time cowboy. Dies at 79. He was the colorful running back for the Oklahoma State Cowboys and then the Dallas Cowboys, as well as being a rodeo standout. He embodied the Texas mythos. No way, dude. Three times cowboy. This guy's a triple cowboy. Yeah, dude. Eat your heart out. You got a, you got a Stetson. Right. You're a one-times cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a fraud. So, yeah, uh, he was a member of the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in addition to his uh, football career uh, from Texas. And dies this week at 79. Dang. A de facto mascot of his team, as well as an iron-willed ball carrier, was Garrison, who was born in Denton, Texas. Shout out, Pudge. 
was as Texas Getting as the blue star that covered the 50-yard line on the turf of the Cowboys Stadium with a pinch of tobacco off in between his cheek and gum. What? Hell yeah! As seen in his long-running series of television ads for Skull Smokeless Tobacco. Yeah! Spokesperson for Skull. Back in the day... Garrison spoke in an accent that twanged like a pedal steel guitar, wore a cowboy hat seemingly as wide as the Rio Grande, and carried a sharp knife in his back pocket for whittling sticks. What a fucking cowboy! He's a whittler, too? Dude, he carried a whittling knife? <coughs> um, Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, RIP to all we've lost this week. RIP, there's one left that was not mentioned as of yet, and I gotta throw a shout out to Rudolph Isley, founding Isley brother of the Isley brothers. Uh, yeah, we're, we're of getting Of which, in. there were three. Oh my God. How there. many Isley brothers was there? There was three of them. That seems like a big one. Oh, yeah. That seems like we shouldn't just be throwing that one in the last second. Should we That's not just one. be breezing over Rudolph Isley? Um, Let me see if there's a notable quote. I certainly hadn't heard of that one. Uh, he was once noted as saying, it's your thing. <laughs> do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Come on now. Uh, Strawberry. No, that was the Brothers Johnson. I was like, what was their other song? Uh, Shout. You know what song I really like? There's a most do deaf song do. with the Isley Brothers. Uh, Suck my anus. What the hell is that called? It's Suck such a great song. They did this song. Popularized by Animal House. You know you make me wanna Shout. Kick my heels up and Shout. Shout. Uh, the song by Most Deaf with the Asley Brothers is called Beauty in the Dark. Uh, and it's a it's a long song, so we don't have to do that, but it's super jam. Uh, a little modern twist. Won a Grammy group. for It's Your Thing. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1992. All right, all right. Fun facts. Fun fact. No notable quote. He said, come on now. He said, Come on now. All right. New ye. RIP. And here is uh, a shot for you and a shot for me. Come on, my ass. My beauty in the dark. Blow a load on my tits. Jeez. <sighs> All right. You know what time it is. Come inside of my ass. Ta ta. Shitting time out your food. It's time for bad questions. Report. All right. Let's see what we got right here. <clears throat> see what we got here. What's up, boys? It's uh, your buddy Ben from Salt Lake City, Utah. No First idea off, who wanted you to are, say man. term. Thank you for talking MMA with me on uh, Instagram. What Super a great setup. Do it, man. <laughs> no idea who you are. Never met you in my Thanks life. Thanks for talking to me a lot on the internet. I loved it. I had a good time. Who are you? A, now, I talk to anyone who's willing to chat MMA on Instagram with me. That's the that's the cheat code. To a to a detriment, to a false, to a false. To a false. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it. Me. You suck. No, no, no. 
Uh, wait, I got one more. Go. Moron. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> to a fault, though. I think it's like... To uh, a false. <laughs> kind of ruins the mystique. I'll yeah. be on like my fifth fucking paragraph message to a total stranger and be like, should I, should I dial it back? It's been a, it's been a delight. <laughs> I'm trying to decide when would be an appropriate time to send some ass pics, but um, yeah! I don't know if we're there yet. You know, I don't know if we're there yet. Um, some what? Considering ass it, but... Picks? Ass pics. Oh, pictures of his ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sent an audio bite. That was it. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, um, I wanted to ask you guys, I don't know if this has been talked about on the pod recently. I bet you it uh, It might have been, but since he just dropped a new album and turned 50, I wanted to know what you guys thought about... Third uh, album? Third album? Nas's sixth album run within the past three years. King's three years? King's Disease 3. Th- King's Disease 3 and Magic 3. He's got two... Uh, trilogy albums in the last six years. Nas knows what's up. Nas listens to the show. He's a big fan of the show. A big lot of people of listen show. to the show. A lot of yeah. people know that three's a big number on this show. A lot today. of people don't know that Nas big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Big fan of Nas. From the King's Disease trilogy and the Magic trilogy. Trilogy. I thought, um, personally, I mean, Nas is one of he's my trill, favorite and he's a of G. all time. So I'm going to be a little biased. And he's OG. All three. Damn, dude. <laughs> all don't of them stop. Pretty fucking good. Um, the new one was solid as well, and been bumping it nonstop, really. Um, I don't hear but yeah, I wanted right to know what your guys' thoughts were. Sounds I mean, like six albums in three years, all of them pretty fucking good. Like, that's pretty impressive for a 50-year-old rapper. I feel like if someone like Eminem were to do the same or, like, 50 Cent, it probably wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be as. Cent? I don't Those know. What I'm saying examples? is I don't know how the fuck Nas did it, but he fucking did it. <laughs> Super sick. Uh, yeah, wanted to know you guys' opinions, smooches. Have a good one. Uh. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. Uh, before, like, Magic 2 and 3 came out, uh, I listened to Magic 3. I guess that's the only thing I don't agree with because Nas is one of my all-time favorites. His output in the last five years has changed that. Like, he, I wouldn't say he was my all-time favorite six years ago. Yeah. And now I'm like, I really like a lot of his new work. I like a lot of his early work. And it's like, yeah, it's just he's showing that he's still this like I, I would still say almost like not underappreciated but he I don't know maybe that's not the way to put it I think Nas deserves even more shine than he has but he's already a top tier rapper so it's I don't know it doesn't get much bigger and uh it's hard to put any more respect on Nas's name I, I think don't they feel should like though. anyone's doing him dirty exactly though but, but I, I mean I, he gets overlooked I every it, young generation overlooks Tupac Biggie Jay-Z it's like Nas needs to be right up they there died. yeah fair enough not Jay-Z I mean obviously but you know um, I didn't like Magic Three as much. I listened to it on the flight uh, to Skankfest, and it's just that one to me sounded sort of like leftovers. Like I don't yeah. love every song on all. It's a lot of music to put out, but like King's Disease Two is probably my favorite of them. I've heard all of them. Yeah, I've, I've heard a, the King's Disease <laughs> albums. Uh, You've heard a lot times. more of it than me. I've not listened to any of the Magic ones, but I listened to the first two King's Diseases. Black Magic undefeated. I still undefeated. haven't listened to the third one. Uh, the first Magic's really good. I'm and too busy listening to Drake's. Right. <laughs> so over here. My, 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 I'm too busy, guy. I got yeet on repeat over here. Bars, son. Uh, 50 Cent had a feature on one of Nas's recent albums, and I thought it was one of the worst songs of both of these trilogies. Honestly. I was like hyped to see that, and I thought it was like, I don't know. It was like, maybe find that. There was a weird thing they do. It was like a weird bridge where he like shouts out Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels and was like, it's like a dumb and dumber reference. I don't know. It's really weird. I didn't, I didn't care for the 50 Cent and Nas song. Um, but 
It, it's it's he's bad. Shouted him out for the sequel, and we're like, yo. Dumb and Dumber too. That's my jam. He's, he's batting way over five hundred with these releases. Like Eminem hasn't been releasing that much music, and it's a complete hit or miss. I think he's batting under five. It's just like it mostly is weird to me, and then occasionally, M has a song where I'm like, all right, that was dope. Um, not nah, super consistent. I agree, except for the fact that you said you've been bumping Magic Three nonstop. I think that's my least favorite of all six of them. Let me see if I can play this. I'm trying to multitask and not being uh-huh, good. Uh-huh. I'll skip ahead. Without a number needle, I feed the people because I love the people. Two series at once, yeah, let's run the sequel. If I really got to dumb it down for some of y'all, that's that magic in KD. We're going to show the sequel, isn't it? This ain't a dumb and dumb sequel. Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey's my mans. But here's the plan. Multitasker. I don't need a... sounded corny and forced. It We're did. Breaking from the rhyme. It reminds like, me of... Them's my mans. Whenever I try the and do like a <clears throat> banter, I just like I, I get embarrassed before I even say anything. Yeah, Nas is great at banter too. So even for Nas, I was like, but, all right, you didn't need to shout out your man's Jeff Daniels. But, but that's like kind hey. of a, a crutch with the banter thing, which I do all the time, <clears throat> is to still try and rhyme the banter. Right. Them's my man's. This is the plans. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to rhyme the banter. I, I was making a really bad joke mentioning the sequel. I can't believe it was actually right. mentioning If you're going to shout out your man's Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, don't don't if even mention the sequel. I know he said this ain't a Dumb and Dumber sequel. Said, this ain't say the that sequel. shit was ass. Say that shit licked balls because it did. <laughs> but yeah, 50s feature. It's like the coolest thing about it is before he starts rapping and he's just like, it's 50. It's like, that's, that's cool as shit to me just hearing like 50 ad libs and then yeah. uh, his verse didn't. I don't, know. I don't think 50 gives a rat's ass oh, about rapping anymore. I'm just like a fan and of his early him. work is all. Yeah. I want to hear him on a Nas track and I want it to be the best track on the album. And unfortunately, it was not. Um, but yeah, good question. Good call, sir. I have been thinking lately about like um, not listening to enough hip-hop. Last week when I put on the Drake album. It's not, so you're still not listening to enough. I was listening to a, 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 a wonderful jazz album that I can't say enough about that I will be recommending later on in the show. But I was listening to it last week and I thought it was Sunday. Uh, we were kind of texting with Dro about Drake's album and I figured you're going to be the first to listen to it. No. So I, I said to myself, I'm like... Should take a break from the music from sixty years ago. I listen to one contemporary thing. You know, recommending nothing but jazz albums for four years. Maybe it'll it'll uh, get you back into a place uh, writing where you used to be. Couldn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) So I put on the Drake album and 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 this isn't even like um, this isn't a testament to like rap music in general. It's Drake's shitty new album. It's not rap. But four four songs into well, it's not it. not hip hop, I'll say that. I haven't heard it, but I can say it's not hip hop. I was like emotional four songs into it about how much I wanted to go back to listening to the jazz album I was listening Just to. Just listen to good like, rap. Don't listen to so Drake's new album. It was so pretty and it was so like wonderful and melodic and I turned it off for dumb, this. Dumb, dumb. I hate this. And then Yeet started rapping. Listen and to the King's Disease albums. I will reiterate albums. again. Listen to Magic I One. I wanted to kill myself. You didn't. You just like saying that. I don't listen like to J. Cole. I don't like saying that. And I don't like listening to Yeet. I listened to more. I was uh, I was on the phone with Berta the other day, and I brought up Yeet, and she'd never heard of him. So then we um, we both started listening to some Yeet. And I got right back in that place where I was just like, it was really bad. It, it kind of like made our whole conversation. You have no balance. You're not listening to any hip-hop that inspires you. You're only listening to it's stuff that makes point. you angry and, and pushes you to run further from the genre, which is where now. we are. It's our, making our living is making hip-hop. So you got to like, 
I, I agree. I was just thinking yesterday how like I haven't listened to a Little Brother album in a really long time, and they're like my favorite group. Yeah, and, and it's like I just kind of want to get a little taste of that old inspiration, like the stuff that I I loved twenty years ago. I still do with a lot of stuff, but there's a lot I've just strayed away from myself for years. <coughs> well, I listen to hip hop all the time, but it's like. I want to revisit a lot of stuff. I did this recently with like Mad Lib albums and shit, or yeah. not even albums. I was just listening to a playlist of like dope hip hop stuff, and I'm like, I missed this. The stuff I was listening to 15 years ago that had me like head over heels in love with hip hop. Yeah, it's still out there, and there's new stuff that's pretty good too. But uh, and not that I don't love hip hop anymore. Yeet. It ain't Drake. So uh, uh, but no, listen I, to that for podcast commentary. <clears throat> don't listen to it to get the hip hop spark because it's not going to. No, ignite I, was, it. I was listening to it for podcast commentary, but yeah, I put on some of the actual Yeet songs, and it was just like, should we do a Yeet break on the Patreon episode? Because it's like, it's not even like I'm talking shit about Yeet, even though I do like my you opinion are. is that listen. He, you said listening to him makes you want to kill yourself. That's talking shit about him by proxy. But it's not even like, <laughs> it's like a. We said before about a lot of things. It's not the thing that I dislike so much as the people who prop it up, the people who are fans of it. That's where sure. the every you know most things suck. Most musicians, most rappers suck. Tots up, and, and the vast, vast, vast majority of them stay unknown because they suck so much, and no one cares. I don't care that that guy in his basement, three miles away from where I'm sitting right now, sucks. He's going nowhere. It's the guys who suck. And are getting millions of dollars to make a fucking song for the trailer of the Minions movie. Yeah. That's that's what makes me want to actually end my life. You know what's sad is I thought the other day. <laughs> this was just a, I don't know. Makes me want to just quit. Makes me want to go get a fucking nine to five. Like this isn't, what have I been doing for the last 15 years if that is what kids actually want to hear? Well, we could be doing a lot better on our own output Doesn't well. matter how much output. No, if it I, does. If I'm making... A thousand songs that are like the few that we make. But you're not. You haven't made it. If we are. But we're not. We're not making any songs. The fact that they would be like the ones we make means no one cares. No, one's, no one cares. No one cares about bars. Young people don't care about bars. Young people don't want to hear this. I think that's incorrect. They it's want just, a vibe, dude. They want a vibe. You got to reach them where they're Heat at. Heat is a vibe. We can we can do both. The vibe is retardation. There's also. a lot of people the vibe that are is, still. I took so many Percocets, I can't even like coherently say. A you're sentence. just ignoring the fact too that there's a lot of good rappers and lyricists that are still selling out big fucking venues. Like they can do it. You can do it. You can be a real rapper now. Not it's just not as popular. Of course, you could say the same thing about like Taylor Swift and stuff. It's like this sucks lyrically. It sucks, but people like the vibe of her country <laughs> pop star bullshit. Like lyrically, it doesn't mean we're gonna be. It doesn't mean we're gonna be selling out stadiums like Taylor Swift. But we could, there's so much middle ground, and our, and our numbers are only going down. And part of that, a big part of that, is the fact that we've released one song, not Junkyard Samurai related, in two and a half years. Like that's on us. Yeah. Other people are releasing music, and it's easier for people to support that. We've kind of taken a hiatus, and like it's good because we just started. I'm kind of hyped because we put in some hours last week, and we're going to be working on more this week. After we didn't really work on shit for a couple of months, but like this is what we've got to do. We're working on an album right now, and it's it sounds great, but people aren't going to hear this for a while because we're still working on it. That's not a good excuse to not release any music because the album's not ready yet. So we need to be working congruently. Like we need to have a single or singles or two projects at once going on because we can't wait three years for our next release because it takes us three years to make this really, really good album we're working on. That's what other people are doing great. That's why it's easier for people to support them. Whether it sucks or not, they're feeding them. They're feeding the fan base. That's where we could take some notes. You know what I mean? Like, they have steady release and they are playing the games that we look at and cringe making reels and TikToks and stuff. We do it as best we can, but they're better at that, not at being lyricists. You know, they're better at like 
Some popping are. off on the gram, you know, and that's not really where we exist. That's not our strong suit. Is the marketing, and that's everything. That's <laughs> more than half the battle. You could make a shitty song and market it well, and people are going to support it. Or you can make a dope song and not promote it at all, and then wonder why we have no support. You know, that's how I feel about the Junkyard album. It's great, and I've had fans reach out recently, that and saying they didn't know it was out, and just like, well, I, yeah, that's kind right. of fair because we're not promoting it very well, are we? We didn't make any merch or any music videos for it. It's not all our fault. It's a group effort, and you can only like move as fast as your slowest fucking, you know, gear grinding. Like we're just not. We weren't all on the same page, and we we hit a point where we just wanted the music to be out. We can't do that with the Palmer Squares. We got a fucking the album we're working on is really good, and it's not even half done barely. I'm I'm excited about it, but people aren't going to hear it for a year. Doesn't mean we can't release a song for a year and sp- spend a year of wondering why all these shitty rappers are doing better than us because they're just merely releasing shit. That's got nothing to do with Yeet, though. <laughs> Tell a, me about Yeet. I don't know. It's a totally different animal. If you just listen to it, it's it's crazy. Let's do some yeet on he Patreon. He makes up words. It's just mumbling over 808s and kids eat it up. And then when you're like, yeet it up. this is garbage, he's not saying anything, they come, they like rush to defend it and be like, it's not about what he's saying. It's like, why, why can't we do that? Remember Every, when it everyone was about says our music, saying? Everyone says our music doesn't mean shit. And we're just like, why, doesn't it, why can't it mean nothing? I know. <laughs> I want yeet streams, dude. Um, it's crazy, though. It's crazy. Yeah, well, stop listening to only stuff that inspires you and makes you not want to make Palmer Squares music. Let's listen to more stuff that makes us want to like top the best stuff out there. Because I'm sort of feeling like we could be on that track again in the blink of an eye. It's like because a, the shit we're sitting on right now is really good. Like those dudes, Coast Contra. I was playing them when we were on the road like two months ago. It's like four dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting a podcast together yes. and they like freestyle over the scenario beat all the time. They're yeah. like hip hop personified. They're so inspirational. Listen to them. They're so great. And they have amassed a following. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket compared to Yeats following. That kind of shit but is just still, like it's it's like focus on and the again, stuff. I don't want to be selling out arenas, you know. I don't need what an artist like Yeet had like headlining Rolling Loud. That's not my. You don't have ambition. to listen to like all modern it's just artists too. Frustrating. Just just go back and listen to the stuff that you liked from twenty years ago too, <clears throat> or listen to something new like like Pac Div or somebody where it's like <laughs> of course there are like good unknown artists more yeah. or lesser known artists that are like really dope. Um. So I and we are one of those artists. We're just like we're uh, like. I know what we're doing right now just isn't the way to do it because what we're doing is we're just like waiting to drop the album on them and it's going to take us a while to finish it. It's like something we can't. We need to make like a few extra songs sooner and like alongside, you know, side by side the album production and they need to kind of get done faster because we're not feeding, you know, there's empty plates here and there's people that just want to eat. Like our fans yeet. just want to fucking eat, <laughs> um, but we're not, we're not giving them enough, but that is going to change. I know I'm sort of bitching now as if like it's just event sesh, but this is out of a place where like we've identified the problem here and I do feel like we're already fixing it with some work we're doing uh, lately. I finished writing a verse before we hit record on this podcast for something that isn't for the album. So it's a song we can, you already have a verse for. So I'm like, I'm not going to be the weak link. I'm going to write a fucking verse and we're going to make this song. We're just going to drop it on. I'm like, we need more everything and if we're not going to be great at playing the tiktok game we need to still be like just releasing singles every two months or something can't take two years off and even that it's like kazamdemic was a fun little thing to get us through lockdowns but that ain't like we're not hanging our hat on the palmer squares release of kazamdemic it's like yeah our last release was with or without it that was like the last big album and it's almost four years old so 
it's time to shit or get off the pot. You know I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's something that we've uh, dealt with our whole careers, and it's always circle back to like, look, I didn't look up to mainstream artists. It's never what I aspired to be. But you just can't help like observe the But don't listen to them and then like, yeah, look down on yourself because how, they're doing so well that you want to quit now. How is that? That's not going to get us anywhere. So successful. I don't get it. I don't need to be and I don't I don't even want to be. You know how like Action Bronson's nowhere near as successful as Drake with his music? I don't need to be even Action Bronson level. No. I just it's there's so much middle ground. I said it last week. <laughs> Drake fucking fires shots I, I want to be Budden I want to be at least and it, inadvertently like uh insults everyone who's below even Joe Budden's level, which is like most Drake listeners. Yeah. I, I would kill to have 450 people at my shows. Right. <laughs> um, that's the goal. And that's still like something we can totally To be achieve. laughed at by Drake. We always look at somebody like Prof. We've said his name a thousand times where it's like, yeah. he's not, he doesn't have the support system that these big mainstream artists have, but he's pulling those 500 fans in, in not even the biggest cities. He'll go anywhere and pull a fucking huge crowd because he like, I don't know, I think he's feeding them. He's filling their plates. Of course. He's always releasing stuff and I guarantee you he has a team unlike we have that's helping him 100%. push and market a little bit more than what we've got going on. But it's like, that's what we want. We used to look at almost like Tech 9 like that. He's independent, but it's like, I don't need to be, he's huge. I don't need to be as big as Tech 9 huge. to be like, you know, paying my bills better than I am right now. Uh, so even though a lot of our fans might look at us and be like, I think you guys are better than Action Bronson and you're better than Earl Sweatshirt. It's like, yeah, but I would love for the industry to look at us like they look at Earl, which is like you respect his lyricism, you respect his integrity as an artist, and he doesn't have to fucking release a single every month for like him to his name to stay in the public sphere and drop a feature here and there. It's something sought after by not just the core <laughs> fan base, which we have and I fucking like we need. There are everything. We appreciate them more than anything mm -hmm. but it's like there's just it wouldn't be nice if the industry could give us a nod as well one day and be like hey you know we'll share that one yeah <laughs> any publication any co-sign by any further along rapper we're not if holding we, our breath if we got a retweet by somebody at that level of like um like earth gang and earl and those if, if somebody at that level like a dreamville level artist which isn't as big as drake if one of them like retweeted a thing of ours it would be very it would be a very good look for us we're just not giving them anything to retweet and that's on us this is my point so when we start doing that then we can be a little more like well why is it not working it's like right now it's not working because we're not working we're just like we got to get back to work that's, but that's not even the question when i see or hear someone like yeet I guess I don't know enough about to eat to keep bringing it back uh, to him. The question when I see or hear someone like that is like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, don't listen to Yeet, I is, think is the note to take away from this. Is this the industry or profession for me? No, it's not. And there's a lot of people like who would kill to have our spot. You know what I mean? Buddies of ours. People that we work with and are friends with and open Please for us. Please kill me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Please come take my life. We shouldn't be setting the example for them. That, like When you get to our level, which isn't even that much farther than you, you just want to kill yourself. You just want to. Um. Yeah, I'm just not. I, I I believe in our next work too much to just keep falling into that like mentality of like. Oh, and I feel it. I'm certainly self-deprecating. I'll be like, God, this sucks so bad. I should just fucking quit. I don't really mean it. I'm just gonna work harder and do better than them. And it might take me a little longer. Like but I'm fucking. Me. I'm doing half inspired it. by it, but half of me. Yeah. It's that other Term's half playing of me, it up for the show. Uh, I do have to like work that other half of me off the couch to be like, <laughs> all right, get over it. Here's another great example. Look at it from another angle. You you get to do a lot of things with your time and with your life that you otherwise. It would just be nice if to. they made our living better 
and we weren't running out of money. We were making it, you know? Yeah. That, that's the part that needs to change. Yeah. And we'll change it. Yeet can handle a $1,000 emergency. I can't. <laughs> Last week, I mentioned the HBO show How To with John Wilson on the Patreon half, and Turn was just like, I fucking hate that show. I would never... I'd rather watch the Sopranos for the thousandth fucking I mean, I really time would. Ever. And then when the mics were off, you were like, I've seen it. It's pretty funny. And I was every like, what time, the fuck? <laughs> every time my the girlfriend... fuck? Why are you telling the people that you hate stuff when you actually like it? Or I like, don't like that it. That you want to kill yourself when you don't, and you're more inspired by it than miserable. I don't like it, but every time my girlfriend puts it on because she loves it... <laughs> it's not a bad show. By the end... <laughs> of the episode i'm not unhappy that we watched it i like the exactly. show it's not him it's the show and i like everything that he captures i just don't his, like his, his subjects that he talks to autism he doesn't even talk to him he just gets I'm people to sick of stand autism. in front of a camera and say hilarious shit and it's just like a putting society under a microscope so you get to kind of feel better about yourself because you're looking at these freak shows on his show just right. like rambling on about god knows what i said it last week though there's like <laughs> countless <laughs> autistic people on social media who just have hundreds of thousands of followers now, strictly because they're autistic and they're goofy to watch do something. Yeah. It's I've bullshit. Noticed, I've noticed that uh, autistic has kind of, at least like uh, when we're at Skankfest or you hear comedians, autistic is the new retard. People, they don't like when you say retard, so everybody says autistic now, like in joke form, right. and they're just catching it worse than anybody. We're going to call that the A word pretty soon? Probably. Disgusting. Because that's definitely replaced it. When I hear a comedian talk and they'll just be like, yeah, I got all these autistic fans coming up to me after my show, and it's like, He's saying retarded, but there's there's heat on the word retard. So now they say right. autistic. Have you, have Not you even this? it's it's become the new word for like. It's a really popular word. It should be the Times you're Magazine a fucking dork word of the year or whatever. Who doesn't know how to talk to people in public? Yeah, which I guess we're all autistic to an extent. Then a, a retard. The spectrum. <laughs> um, here's another voicemail. Yeah, I heard you guys are Nazis now. I love you so much more. <laughs> fucking awesome. You guys are so gay. Thank you, uh, little Nikki. That's fucking awesome. I heard you guys are from the deep south. <laughs> um, one more. Let's do one more here. All right, I got a million dollar idea for you faggots right now. Jesus. You gotta take a hard ass beat. Get like Grow or Nate Kids or Drew, somebody to make you one a of the three people that makes your beats. Three people. Three. <laughs> three. And Hello, the, predi them? the predictive text didn't get Nate Kids. It said Naked Kids. <laughs> And then throw soundboard. Way jokes. better idea. Mostly fucking the Siving Silverman. Come on, yeah! You know, like a bunch, like like you did over this Twenty One Savage Drake bullshit. You yeah. do that, and then yeah! rap over that shit. You will be trillionaires. I promise you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take a two trains promise home to the bank. Come on, yeah! Never cared yeah! less about a promise in all my life. <laughs> two trains. Your merch is in the mail. Uh, by merch, I mean free stuff that we sent because your house burned down four months ago. Dumb, dumb. Um, I, <laughs> I finally did it. I finally packaged you some stuff, and it's in the mail. Um, all right, I guess that's plenty. Where's the goddamned outro song? Where's the godforsaken outro? Uh, we're going on the road, you guys. Starting on Halloween, we got some shows opening for Tropidelic. Uh, in Florida, and then a few of our own shows in Florida. It starts at the end of the month. October 31st, Fort Walton Beach. November 1st, Jacksonville. November 2nd, DeLand, Florida. November 3rd, Stewart, Florida. Those are all opening for TROP. And then, November 4th, we've got the Carnival of Combat. Term versus Drew Montana. Um, and then after that, we're going to be performing as the Palmer Squares at Oscura in Bradenton, Florida with Dale and the Z-Dubs. I think the doors are at 7 for that, so we're going to be trying to get back by 7. Uh, okay. Melbourne, Florida, Crown Plaza Hotel, 2 to 6 p.m. That's November 5th. I don't know wh what that event is, but we'll be there. Just come out. It's free. 
It right. is free. We'll uh, we'll raid the hotel buffet. Let's do it. We'll play with whoopee cushions. We'll figure skate at the merch table. And then we're back to opening for Trop in Atlanta on November 10th and Murfreesboro, Tennessee on November 11th. Burrah. Uh, as we previously mentioned, we're at the Star Theater in Portland now on December 7th. That's a Thursday. Tickets are coming really, really soon. Get yours early, please. And then Vancouver at the Astoria on December 9th and Seattle at the High Dive on December 10th. Uh, really excited about those. And our last show of the year is going to be December 28th in our hometown of Chicago with Mike Pinto at the Cubby Bear. Tickets for that are on sale right now, so let's get all our Chicagoans out for that one, please. And Boy, thank I'm gonna you. fight someone there too. There's gonna be a big right. fight. Don't hide. <laughs> Chicago 28th at <laughs> the Gummy Bear. Term will fight some random guy. Some Antifa member. Yeah. Um, TBS Sports Podcast <laughs> at Gmail. Seven zero eight seven nine seven three zero seven nine. Give us a call. We'll talk to you on the show. And send us a uh, send us a gift at our PO box, Palmer Square's PO box. Uh, Four seven 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 two. Right, that's the one. Chicago, Illinois, six zero six two five. Six zero six four seven. Four seven. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think two five is the PO box someone, from eight years ago. Someone needs to troubleshoot your motherboard. You <laughs> fucking on the fritz. <laughs> fucking yeet fried my brain. <laughs> <clears throat> Come on over to the Patreon half. Yes, uh, we're going to move on over there. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. $5 level gets you the, the fucking podcast every week. We and all the backlog of podcasts from all year. There's 30 oh, yeah. or more hours of exclusive podcasts. There's over a month's worth of the video uploads because we're doing that every week now. It's like a thousand minutes. And for the non-members, you can still hear the first 10 minutes of the Patreon episodes over there. It's like 300 Maybe that'll minutes. get it. Right. Uh, this Today, this week, we're going to have a special guest calling into the show, Kevin Leonardo. <laughs> we're going to talk Israel-Palestine with Kevin Leonardo. Like, literally? I don't even know. I just want the war to end. Can't we all just, like, literally get along? He's going to show us how to shove jizz pills in your butt. I take four every day to help keep me strong. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? Palmersquares.com slash shop. Get some merch. We're going to try and maybe get some new merch up for the holidays. And coming super duper soon. Junkyard Samurai, the one piece of merch we'll ever make for this shit. Uh, the double-sided vinyl. Junkyard Samurai on side one, Junkyard Samurai two, it honestly side is two. Like a really sick collector's awesome. yeah. item. I know I was I was I was ranting and raving earlier about how we should have done more, but we should have. And where's we will. the lie? Um, but we did manage to, uh, with with Bishop's help, uh, make some records, and they're fucking awesome. I. I think there's 300 total. I forget how many we got, but uh, get them while they're fucking hot. They're coming Limited out next run. month. Right. Get them while you can. Yep. Perfect stocking stuffer. Don't forget to follow the Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. This week, we're going to get out of here with Stovepipe by the homie, Nate Renmis, featuring Cool Keith, the other homie. And uh, find the music video in the description now. Uh, I guess that's about it. So let's go over to Patreon. And do more show now that we're warmed up. We'll see you there in just a sec, y'all. Kill Whitey. Promise it'll be better than last week. No bed frame, just top sheet. Red fame, broccoli, far as I can see, a miss mother nature. Father time, farm property, leave a legacy. Spread your wings out, Pegasus, turn weather veins, get your feathers bleached. Burnt out, sweat a thing, you don't get it. Credit scores low, slept in the streets, stepping my feet to the pavement, and ain't a bitch in the panic, graffiti, the time of the beat is comedic. I feel like I'm speaking to parents, I keep it apparent. 
I'm not a truly asleep like your parents I'm thinking it's really embarrassing But we wouldn't be here without it I'm leaving it out with the cold and the wind And I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm losing it all And eventually maybe a million centuries later Your man will be glued to the wall Something about seeing the smoke in the room And then choosing to crawl Jumping out, stories and windows To prove that I'm human at last Screwing the light bulb alone Mega man in a microphone Everybody goes psycho When we go out and I say that I might go home Locals are quick pro quo you're hoping the kid don't notice My vocals a bit more dope If you sound like shit, then the shit won't blow Time bomb, dynamite, dolomite, sunstone Hold the light, cold the night, buzz kills, buzzball Pull the plug, hold the guys, overpriced, underpaid Say goodbye, show you right, dug the grave, touch the flame Protocol, throw a fight, pay the bills, stole pipe Stoke the coals, motivate, play the role, hold the ace Pray your fold, slow the bait, roll escape, break the mold Take your soul, cultivate, close range, shoot the name Who's the call, who's to blame, poke the bear, boost the shot Who's the game, split Stiff drink, broken ice Super dominant, impossible, abominable Snowman, it's a blizzard Wizard fitting stanzas are getting sorta of tricky Busy body, get so dizzy I can rock and shake a city Cradle bound, rock a sound I'm about bowing, showing, going Hyper jumping, shocking the cast I get a blast, right on the pass Moving the bar, stretching the yard I don't panic, sink Titanic Pink gigantic, I command it Levitating, illustrating Bad to the bony, extra show it Thicker coating, I'm Exploding, pressure woody, rev it up Let's pop shit from the top lip is sparkling Shining out like light bulbs With a vicious flow that fits snug I walk hard on the big rug I'm a big foot, real Sasquatch in the wool socks You better not shelf empty, they must stock No legs, skinny like Spongebob No feather hat, I don't wear no dob That's full time, it's a real job All mosh pick, kick my shit Like buttermilk between a biscuit I'm all in, I'm all in Super dominant, impossible We'd like to apologize for the uh, temporary confusion. Goddamn.